0: You're listening to the Margaritas and Mommyhood podcast. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm so grateful you are here. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm a mom, wife, and entrepreneur trying, sometimes very unsuccessfully, to find work life balance. In this podcast, I'll be sharing hacks, tips, and tricks that work for me, and also discussing my many misadventures along the way. Let's dive in. So in college, I never dreamed of starting my own business, Um, working from home or having kids for that matter. I knew I was going to become an attorney. I was going to spend most of my day in a sweet pantsuit, making the world a better place one case at a time. Boy, oh boy, was I way off. So fast forward 10 years and I have two daughters, a husband, a business, and I only have to travel from basically my bedroom to the living room to work every day, which is awesome, but if you work at home, you know there's so many distractions. And becoming a mom is really the reason I decided to explore working from home. Um, I've always had really strong feelings about daycare, Just wasn't comfortable having someone else care for my kids when I could be the one to do it, right? Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I know, I know, I know. I'm not judging any moms who love daycare or need it because they're in school or they have jobs. I'm just simply saying that it wasn't right for me and my family. And that's really what set me out on the journey of starting my own business. Because I didn't set out to be a business owner. I really set out to make a decent living from home. And I've been working at home with at least one small child for nine years now. And while it's been amazing, it's very challenging at times. You know, working from home is like doing two jobs at once and maybe three if you have kids and pets. Four if you count the husband. So (laughs) over the years, I've tried a gazillion different things to make working from home easier with kids. And I've had some successes. I've had some major failures, um, like the one time I was on a Skype call with a potential client and my daughter threw my iPad into the fan and broken glass from the screen went flying everywhere and I couldn't do anything but start yelling the F word. Um, so yeah, that, that happened. I'm not sure if true mastery of working from home balance exists, um, But I, you know, I still do what I can to make it easier. And in this episode, I thought it would be great to share my best tips and strategies for working at home when you have little ones. Um, So the first tip is to be water. You're going to have days that you don't, things just don't work out the way you had hoped they would work out. Your kids will need you, and you may not be able to respond to every single email, every text, every phone call, and sometimes you won't even be able to show yourself on Zoom or Skype video calls. And sometimes the best thing to do in the moment is surrender, walk away from work, walk away from your computer, and just focus on loving and being present with your little ones. You know, you can make a plan to catch up on work after you put them to bed or on another day. Um, but certainly, you want to be like water. You want to be able to flow with grace and ease throughout your day, um, because more often than not, they probably won't go exactly the way you outlined or the way you wanted them to. So, tip two: have multiple workstations. So, if you are able to comfortably work from multiple rooms, um, especially the ones that your children your children are frequently in, it helps a ton. Oh my goodness. So I have a laptop desk that makes it so easy for me to work from the couch when my kids insist on me watching them play Play Play-Doh, or when I'm asked to watch a movie with them, which, um, sidebar, when my kids ask me to watch a movie with them, basically they're saying, sit here with me while I watch the movie, but don't you dare sing along, Mom, because I'm the star here. I have a desk in their bedroom, so when they beg me to stay until they fall asleep, I can do so and I still get shit done. And then, of course, I have my office where I go to work and the kids know it means that if I am in the actual office, I'm probably doing something that requires them to be quiet or I'm being on video, so that's the one designated space that's like a no-go zone. And the kids do great um, because I am able to balance all day working room to room wherever they want to be. So that is tip two, have multiple workstations. Tip three, and this is really important, you want to be fully present when you are not momming. Now, this means that when you are not working you really are not working you're not answering emails or texts you're not thinking about your meetings and what you need to do to prepare now and it's it's hard it's incredibly difficult to separate the two when you work from home but it's critical like it's super important because your kids will appreciate it and it will help you take it easy on yourself when you need to switch gears and be fully present in your work so when it's time to be with the family and the kids be with the family and the kids don't be in the physical space of the family and your kids, but mentally you're off on um, to-do lists and answering emails and you know stressing yourself about all the stuff you still have to get done. Um, if you give your kids and your family moments where you are totally present with them, um, I have found that it actually reduces the number of interruptions or the number of times that the kids are just downright needy. Um, so they know that when I'm with them, I'm with them, and when I'm not. I'm working and, you know, the trade-off seems to work really well for my family. So tip number four, and as your kids get, this one's for, you know, when your kids get a little bit older, but put them to work. You know, there are actually quite a few chores that kids can safely help you with while you are working. And it's a great way to keep the little ones occupied for a good 20 to 30 minutes. Um, So for example, my youngest just loves drawing on the walls. And I just love having her clean the walls. So with some non-toxic cleaner, of course, and I make my own, but when I do buy it, um, Meyers is is basically my fave. Um, I'm really obsessed with the basil scent. (laughs) Um, So with, yeah, some non-toxic cleaner and a towel, I point her in the directions of a wall that's within my sight. And... um, she has you know she goes to town she has a blast just spraying the walls and scrubbing off crayon and marker marks and always keep you know this is probably not the best mom tip but I'm gonna say it anyway because I'm gonna keep it real with you so I have washable markers and honestly even crayons too The really like the cheap ones from the dollar store um, that don't do so good (laughs) when they're using them in coloring books work great you know If I really have something to do and nothing's working, I will give my daughter those crayons and say, go draw on the door, draw on the patio door or window, Um, because it's super easy to clean. So she has fun making her little mini murals. I get quiet time so I can work, and she enjoys cleaning it up. So that's tip four. Put those kids to work. Okay. So number five is also um, really helpful for if you have little kids or elementary school age kids. And number five is designate special toys. You know, children love new toys or toys that seem new because they don't get to play with them all of the time. Um, I have a stash of toys that the girls can only play with while I am on a meeting or needing some extra quiet time to work on a project. Um, Electronics and even certain television programs work well. As part of the special toy stash too. So I have, you know, just regular old clear plastic bins that I got from Dollar Tree. And I they are labeled like Monday through Friday. And I just picked up some cool toys. You don't have to break the bank or anything like that. But just, you know, having a stash of toys that are only available to the kids. And that's the key. These toys and activities are only available to them when you are on a meeting or working on a work project and you need some extra quiet time. Um, And the reason you want them to only be available during those times is because then it feels like the the kid's playing with a new toy, right? And kids love new shit. So it's kind of like a little mental hack. <laughs> and, you know, I label them Monday through Friday, but you could have one big box, one little box. Really, um, it's up to you. But having special toys that they can only play with when you need to get something done is game changer. And it's probably made the most difference for my little ones in my workday. Number six, here's the last tip let your kids be kids. Um, and you know, this one took me a while to accept, you know, um, creative and messy play, even though it's a pain to clean up really does provide me the most relief when I need to keep my littles occupied for chunks of time. So we're talking things like Play-Doh and slime and, um, you know, kids are, they, they like touch that senses is is really, really wild in them at, at this young elementary school age. So, um, It's messy, and it's a pain in the ass to clean up, and they're not going to want to help you clean up, but let them make the mess, you know, because you can clean it up later, have somebody else clean it up later, Um, but you're going to get a lot done while they're making their cute little mess, or not so cute mess. You know, drawing on windows, playing with Play Doh, finger painting, and even playing in the dirt provides tons of entertainment for kids. Um, And it it is, it's definitely worth the cleanup if it helps you get more stuff done. Um, So that's it. I thought this would be a great way to, you know, intro this podcast, set this podcast up, sharing some tips with you that I have um, discovered, tested, and still use to help me get more shit done. And, um, I'd love to know. So do you have any like super ninja tricks or techniques for working at home with little ones? And if you're going to try any of the stuff we talked about today, I'd love to hear all about it and see how it worked for you. Um, So also, if any of these tips would be helpful to a friend, refer them on over to the podcast. I'd love, I'd love to love to love to share this info with them too. So that's it. Episode one is in the books, baby. I'll be back in episode two talking more about work-life balance and my misadventures along the way. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the Margaritas and Mommyhood podcast. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, go ahead, find me on Instagram at SoCasualMe.com. S-O-C-A-S-U-A-L-M-E. You can also find me on the web by visiting my website and my blog at www.deannanewsome.com. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or have any questions at all, please email me at hello at deannanewsome.com.